Rick Dayton Show on the air. This is KDKA, the voice of Pittsburgh, 100.1 FM and AM 1020. Is the customer always right? What if that customer's really mad? What if they're really, really mad because you don't have the product in store because, you know what, the supply chain got things all backed up? Or what if there's not enough people in the store for you to take care of them and they're really mad that they had to wait? Is that angry customer always right? Well, let's find out from somebody who deals with these sorts of issues all the time. His name is Troy Nix. He's the founder and the chief executive officer of a company called First Resource Incorporated, and he is joining me on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Troy, how are you? Rick, I'm absolutely doing awesome. I, I, I cannot wait for the Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, I know there's a lot of store owners out there right now hoping to, to kind of cash in, uh, but they're definitely up against some obstacles right now. And workforce is the number one obstacle, wouldn't you say? There's no question. And it is hitting everybody. It's not just the hospitality business by any stretch. Retail is certainly pinched by it as well. And it's a hard enough time. Let's face it, between middle of November and the middle of January is a hard enough time to find people because they always add staff. Well, they don't have enough now, let alone extra, right? So who is really in charge? Is it the customer in charge or is it the company in charge right now, Troy? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. You know, just to set the foundation for this, I've been in business for 25 years, came out of the, the uh, military, and I uh, documented my life story in a book called Eternal Impact. And the concept is this, is that we, we are all in business because we make, we, the goal is to make money. And, and when we make money, we pay our people, we reinvest in our companies. That's what it's all about. So I think first and foremost, uh, with no customers, we have no business. So that's the baseline, and that's the platform. The problem is, is that this is probably the first time in most of your listeners' careers, uh, and especially if you're running small organizations or departments or plants or whatever you're doing, that all of a sudden you really don't have any leverage at all. You have no leverage at all. So if somebody wants to go down the road for a buck more an hour, they can sure do that. As a matter of fact, I think this is interesting. Yesterday I had a group of CEOs on the line. And there's a company in Columbus, Ohio, that raised their entry-level wage by $4. And they lost 14 people on the same day, Rick. 14 people they lost on the same day. So it's really not all about money. So sooner or later, you have, as a business owner, you have to look at, okay, I've got to keep the customer happy. But I think even more importantly uh, in this day and age is you got to keep your workforce happy. Does that make sense? It does. And the question then becomes is if you're getting screamed at by the customer because, hey, there's not enough people to run all the registers that are open or you can't get my meal to me quickly enough and the boss is all over you because you're belly aching about the fact that, hey, they're getting $3 an hour more across the street. I mean, it's a rock and a hard place for employees right now, is it not? Yeah, it is. So let's just take a really quick step back because you and I right now, are looking at a customer eye to eye. They're in front of the cash register. They're trying to buy something online. Okay, let's just take a step back first and let's look at company basics. That's, that's, I think that's really where it all starts. And the concept is, is this, is that when we hire employees, we go through a very stringent hiring process. It might take us three, four, five months, even longer to fill a position because we're looking not just for intellect, but we're looking uh, for chemistry. And then once we get a new employee in, one of the big things that we do is, and, and chemistry means that they align with our values. Right. And the alignment of values is absolutely essential. My business has a purpose. And the employees that work in this business who are my teammates understand the purpose of our business. And anybody that we hire, if we do the job up front, 
they're aligned with that purpose and they look at their own personal why and they say, I want to work there because my personal why is going to be satisfied by the professional why of this company. So it starts there, and I'm telling you, because you can take a gang of people to war, right? And I would rather take a gang of people to war, and every time they look at my flag of the United States of America, they get goosebumps, they cry, because they know what that flag stands for. And I'll tell you what, those people are going to fight a heck of a lot harder than a group of people that look at the flag and say, I don't, I don't really care. So first and foremost is the alignment of values, the alignment of purpose in my company. So now that I have my warriors on the front line, Rick, right, I'm ready to go. Then the second thing is training. Are we doing what we need to be doing to ensure that our employees have the skills necessary to deal with conflict on the front lines? To deal with, hey, that mom, just think about this. I, I was talking to, I was on a Chicago show the other day, and I was talking to the radio host, and I said, do you realize that there are single mothers right now that look forward to have three kids, look forward to having a pizza night once a week. And they go pick up the pizza. And can you imagine if the pizza has cheese all over it and she didn't order it with cheese because she has three kids that are dairy intolerant. Right. And all of a sudden, she, she just wasted her money. Right. How irate would you be? And so part of the training that we try to put our people through is understanding the paradigms that you're serving. Right? People, single, single parents, uh, people working two jobs. Because if you can understand what's coming at you and where it's coming from, then you're better able to deal with it. Right. Does that make sense from it, a training aspect, Rick? It does. We've heard for a long time, Troy Nix joining us, CEO of First Resource Incorporated. Troy, we've heard for many, many years that it's much, much, it's very costly, very expensive to a company if they lose a customer. But is it more expensive if you lose an employee? I'll lose a, I'll lose a customer night and day over losing one of my employees. And my employees know that. My employees knew that when we came into the pandemic in March of 2020, then one of the first things we did is, is basically called the company-wide meeting. And I told everybody, do not, do not worry about your livelihood in this organization. Worry about the customer and everything will take care of itself. Right. However, with that being said, I draw the line in terms of abuse of my employees, and I will be more than happy to go one-on-one -on -one with any, any customer that is trying to abuse or trying to throw one of my employees under the bus because it's simply not worth it. And then you look at transactions, Rick, sooner or later, you know, is a, is a $5 hamburger, you know, worth it? Is a, I, I mean, sooner or later, you as a business owner have to understand and draw that line mentally of when it's time to stand up. And my people, I will stand up. If, if my people slam the phone down on somebody or say, hey, we're not doing business with you, guess what? I'm right behind my employee who made that decision because they are entitled in my organization to make those decisions, and I'm going to support them. And I think that's it. that is key right now. And here's the deal, Rick. If an employee feels appreciated, if an employee feels appreciated, they're so much more likely to stage. There's a, um, I'm going to pull this, a recent study by O.C. Tanner. Um, it's a culture development firm, global culture development firm. They did a study back in the first quarter of last year. 40,000 people filled this study out. And what they discovered was that if you had a thriving culture and you entered the pandemic, you were 16 times more likely to retain your people. Think about that. Right. Not pay. Right. Not what do I get? A strong culture, 16 times more likely 
to retain your people and 52 times more likely to have better employee engagement over the non-thriving culture. So I'll tell you what, as we go, man, each and every day, I'm, I'm focused on culture. We had a staff meeting this morning. First thing we did for 20 minutes, focused on gratitude. I reached out to three of my employees, and I told them I gave a great deal of gratitude because they stepped up their game, they filled the void, and they serviced the customer, and that's called appreciation. You're like a so thoroughbred. We, you know that. I've got to pull back on the reins right now and get you to stop. Yep. you still got another mile and a half to go before we get to the finish line. <laughs> so you just cool down, big fella. We're going to check right. on traffic. I'm going to wall him back, and we're going to get <laughs> on with this thoroughbred right after this. Rick Dayton Show rolling along on this Friday afternoon. Everybody's looking toward the week. Weekend, but you know what? We're also looking to make ourselves better, and hopefully we're doing that thanks to Troy Nix today. Troy, in addition to being the CEO and uh, founder of a company called First Resource Company, also was an author. The book that he has written called Eternal Impact, Inspire Greatness in Yourself and in Others. Troy, we were talking about how you have your employees' backs. If they hang up the phone on somebody and they call back, they're going to get a chance to talk to you. They're not going to have to worry necessarily about you know a, a customer service rep or something like that. How much does it matter to your employees to know that the boss has got their back? Yeah, I think uh, 100%. I mean, that's, a, that's kind of a loaded question right there, Rick, but that, to me, that's a no-brainer. And I think um, if, uh, if you have uh, owners, uh, again, if you're running small departments, offices, w- whatever it is, I think first and foremost is this concept of no-excuse leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, man, it comes down to you. And uh, one of the things that I try to do to empower my people when they first come in, and I, I brought this out of the United States military, and that is uh, they get this thing called uh, basically a leadership philosophy for me. And so uh, it, it's documented. It's one page. Here's everything I expect out of a person, everything. Here's how I view the world, and if I view, view the world that way and you understand that, then we're more likely to get along. And then I look at them and say, so how do you view the world, right? And, and so it's establishing this relationship of trust right up front. And again, you've got to leave right now. This is the, it's tough to be a leader. It's the toughest business situation that we've ever been in right now. And I, I think first and foremost is establishing that relationship with the employee, establishing that trust with the employee and saying, all right, now go to battle because we understand one another, we know what our values are, and now you can make the decisions that you need in order for not only you to be successful, but the business to be successful. Troy, I don't think you're saying that you want your employees to be combative. I, I don't think that's what you're saying at all. And, and I don't think that you're necessarily arguing with, hey, the customer is always right. But I think you're saying there's a caveat that sometimes they're wrong. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Of course not. I, I mean, that's bad for business. It's bad for business. But what I'm saying here is I'll give you an example. I had 500 people, 500 executives just coming to Indianapolis. Uh, we threw a, a little party for them. And uh, during, that, during that event, and my employees are watching me, um, 500 employees or 500 uh, attendees, and I'm serving coffee to people. I'm the leader of four organizations, and I'm serving coffee to people. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to set an example and a tone for my employees that says, I, it's, nothing's beneath me, and this is how we treat our customers. On the flip side of it, they also understand that if we are degraded in some sort of way and, and not deserving of it, then they also know how to professionally res- respond to that situation right. and put a cap on it. Right. They have the ability and the authority. I think that's what is important is that they have the authority to do that. There's too many times, I believe, when the cash register, and this is tough, 
you got a 21-year-old running run a cash register, and they come face-to-face with an angry customer. They have to understand with baseline training that they have the ability to take the cap or put the cap on any crazy situation that could develop because they have authority to do so. That's what it comes from. Now, I don't want my employees to uh, treat customers bad. I want them to ensure uh, that they respect the the customer and that the customer respects them and our business. Troy, we've only got 30 seconds left. How much does your military background, your West Point degree, how much does that impact who you are as a leader? I'll tell you what, man. First and foremost, Rick, here's the deal. First thing you learn in the military is you take care of your people. You take care of your people. You make sure they're all fed before you eat. You make sure they have the right and proper, uh, proper gear, or you give them yours. That, that's the first and foremost. That, that's all about leadership. And this concept of being a legacy leader, when I die and they put me six feet under, I want my employees and those that have touched me for years and years to look back and go, man, that guy, he knew, he knew it. He cared for me. And that's it, that's it right there. Care. Just care. Care, Rick outstanding stuff troy this this is really really great stuff you want to know more about what troy's all about pick up a copy of the book it's called eternal impact inspire greatness in yourself and in others again if you're wondering who exactly it's troy nix n-i-x he's got a website as well troynix.com he's the president ceo of first resource incorporated it is great to have you on the program and thanks for spending some time with us here in pittsburgh hey i feel blessed and i I wish everybody a great thanksgiving we sure appreciate it and hey thanks for your service to our country too we cannot thank you enough for that thank you troy thank you very much yep god bless you sir troy next with us here on kdk